welcome to whatever this is. I feel like I've procrastinated on an assignment for a really long time and the deadline is here, so I need to turn something in because my goal is to get this out tomorrow. It makes me feel like I'm doing it against my own will. Um, but anyway, my name is Baylor. I am a graphic designer and an artist and currently an anthropology student in the Netherlands. And those of you who know me well know that I've been thinking about doing this for kind of a long time. Even if you've talked to me just a little bit, you've probably seen me open my notes app uh, to jot something down or remember what I actually think about something you asked. I'm always processing the world around me through little notes. And to be honest, they're usually short and inconsequential, but I'm terrified they'll go away or just be useless sitting unused in some list on my phone. Um, I wanted to write a book, but I don't have the material. I want to make music, but I don't have any bandmates. I keep writing down my thoughts, but they're unordered and unpolished. So I've been waiting for someone or something to tell them to. I'm not really a writer. If you asked me a year ago who I was, I would tell you definitively that I'm a designer. But that kind of stopped feeling like the life that I envisioned for myself when COVID put me in my room for two years. Uh, I had it pretty easy, don't get me wrong. And I enjoyed my time uh, getting better as an artist, but something eventually happened that I didn't expect. I always loved people, but during COVID, people really started to frustrate me. I smoked a lot of weed and spiraled on a lot of occasions about the state of things. Sports ground to a halt that summer. Uh, people got bored and angry. And if you remember, George Floyd was murdered in Minnesota. So people took to the streets to protest for months. The government was being run by a leathery narcissist. And I feel like we were just being put through the spin cycle on the cosmic washing machine. So I, I started to feel dizzy, but ultimately refreshed um, by, the, by the change. And then another thing I didn't really expect, I, I kind of got tired of my computer. Um, which hadn't happened to me before. I fell in love with trees and rivers. I've always enjoyed contemplative thinking and talking with the people around me about how we navigate life and search for meaning. And these conversations started to feel more and more meaningful. There seemed like there might be a path out of the wreckage. Uh, and though it was a bit complicated, uh, you know, looking for peace and happiness in this time, somehow I found new ways to orient myself to them. I'm scared sometimes because I don't always sound like the person I used to be. Um, I get scared to share my thoughts at all because I don't know if people will understand me or maybe I'm scared they will understand me. If I admit my most radical truths and you agree, then what do I have? Can I still be a mystery to myself or to others if I put all my thoughts on the internet, a place that... I'm less and less fond of. What will I have then that's new or unique? Um, I'm not really sure if not being unique bothers me anymore. Uh, I obviously still want to push myself and push change and all that. But I'm starting to see myself as a part of a much bigger pattern. And... 
I think we all could do with a little understanding of where we're situated and in the patterns of the world around us. So this is where we are. I'm here on the internet now to try and make sense of things. This is the only one I plan on doing by myself, thank goodness, um, just in, as an intro, and uh, and I might talk about the Super Bowl a little bit, which was recently. But now that I've finished telling you some of my insecurities about doing this, let me tell you some of the reasons I'm really excited about this. I have been meeting so many people over the last, well, over my whole life, but in the last year or two, uh, I've met people in so many different perspectives and with so many different interests and I'm really excited to talk to a lot of my my friends and classmates about topics which are interesting to us and uh, and I'm studying anthropology currently so a lot of us are inherently interested in the way that society functions and and moves so let me tell you where this idea began I was in Florida over Christmas and with a couple friends I was watching an episode of Avatar, The Last Airbender. Some of you might have seen it. Great show. We were watching book three, Fire, the Ember Island Players, which is the episode before the finale of Avatar. Um, and I, we were watching it, and I found myself deep in thought the whole episode, thinking about how this episode really captured the essence of how we create collective truths and oral histories and I couldn't stop thinking about it I really wanted to do an essay or some kind of writing where I explained how, how this episode specifically represented wider trends in society uh, and how we pass on oral traditions um, I never wrote the essay I just I wanted to talk to somebody about it and I started to think maybe this would be the right format for that I thought about doing a podcast before, but nothing ever that seemed sustainable enough to, to keep me interested. A lot of you are my friends if you're listening to this episode. You might know I'm a very obsessive person. I'm not very consistent. I might start something one day and decide two months later that it's dead forever. That, that's how it goes. But this idea I, I really got excited about and thought maybe I could keep this going for a while because it's infinitely adaptable. There are many things we could talk about, and I could talk to anyone about it. Um, not about just Avatar, but really about any current events or artworks or public figures that reflect wider dynamics in society. So yeah, that night I was getting really excited, thinking maybe we could do a, a back and forth, a conversation about, about this, which became the goal of this podcast. The goal of this show is to talk about culture, society, and the natural environment through a philosophical lens, engaging with new perspectives on the ways everyday life reflects rippling dynamics through time and across the world. By charting a map of our sociocultural terrain, we might orient ourselves to our place in the sweeping patterns of a curious reality. You won't find answers to anything here. We are not looking for them. We are going to live and speak with a playful curiosity. I'm going to try and keep it light. Um, 
and not super heady. Uh, I, I don't ever remember any philosophers' names, even though I love philosophy. So if you're looking for uh, any book recommendations, unless I've read the book, I will forget where things came from. Um, I will talk in a second about some of my major influences and people that um, really inspire me to, to do this kind of project. Um, but yeah, we're going to keep it light and just um, you know, talk playfully. Uh, it's really, if we want to find out anything, we're, we're going to have to fuck around. So there we go. So yeah, I mentioned I might talk about some of my influences. I'm only doing that because I'm certain there are two people I'm going to mention all the time. And I don't want to feel like I'm um, plagiarizing them or taking their ideas and presenting them as my own. So I'm going to present them up front. Two of my major influences in my work, but also in my life, are Jessa Reed um, and Peter Rollins. Peter Rollins is a philosopher and a theologian who came to my church when I was a teenager. He's from Northern Ireland. Um, he has a YouTube page and a Patreon and all this. He, he's written a couple books. I've been following his work for a long time. Uh, he has a podcast called The Fundamentalists with Elliot Morgan, who's a comedian from Florida. On this podcast, he describes it as trying to find life before death. I always love that idea. Second, Jessa Reed. She's a spiritual theorist and a tarot reader. I She would hate if I called her that, but that's the vibes. Um, I love her podcast as well. It's only on Patreon because she is also someone who doesn't seek a lot of publicity but i i love her thought processes and her language for explaining the mechanisms of reality really resonate with me so through 2020 whenever i heard something she had said i would be so excited to have new language and um and i use it ad nauseum so I will probably use if you ever hear me talk about timelines or timeline jumping um, spirals, aliens, I don't know, spiritual guides, that kind of thing. That probably comes from her. I came from a religious background, but I am also more spiritual, I would say. So I combine a lot of religious and spiritual ideas in the thinking that we, we speak a lot of different languages here on Earth, but I think we're all talking about something very similar and getting at a really similar set of questions. Um, I'm fascinated with that dynamic. I am studying it currently, and I am going to continue to talk about it here. So yeah, those are some of my major uh, influences. I will talk about them a lot. Don't, uh, don't hurt me. But do look into them. They are really great, um, and they, they provide a lot of inspiration for me. And if you feel like you've come from a similar background or might understand some of these um, terms and whatever that I'm using, please please look them up and, and get into it. Jessa actually does have a podcast uh, on Spotify. It's called AOD, uh, Awakening Orientation Department, I think. You should look it up. Um, yeah, that one's a great one if you're starting to engage with more um, mystical energy manifestation kind of um, spirituality. You might find uh, a home there. We're not going to just talk about spirituality and all that. 
uh, bullshit on here. Just kidding. This is going to be uh, a podcast about a lot of things. We're going to talk about, I think I'm going to start today by talking about the Super Bowl because it was just this weekend and I have some thoughts on various ads and all that. But I'm really excited to talk to a lot of my friends about um, things we talk about when we're just being friends, non-commodified friendships. Uh, in, in my life, I talk to many friends about many things and... I'm excited to bring them here to exploit them. Yeah, cut that out. I'm excited to bring them on to talk about things that they're interested in or a, a lot of my friends are students, so talk about things that are their specialties. Um, my friend is uh, studying child psychology and, and education. We're going to talk about ADHD and how it's a function of evolution. We We live in a much different society than we've been accustomed to, so our disorders even, our, our psychological maladies are changing. So we'll talk about that. I'm really excited to talk about, this is, an, this is an essay I've had in the making for years. So I'm really excited to maybe make this an episode. I'm excited to talk to a different friend about hyperpop being a, an expression of Gen Z's anxiety and, and gender expression. Um, again, I would love to talk about this Avatar episode, so that's definitely going to be one. Uh, but yeah, I, we're going to talk nature, probably grief and um, crypto, Hawaiian shirts, um, rivers. It's a, it's a crazy world out there, so definitely keep, keep listening if you're interested. Um, I would love to have you. And I would love, uh, I'm not doing this in pursuit of your attention. I really, I want to know what you think. I want to hear what you have to say about these things. Um, a lot of you already know how to get in contact with me, so please let me know uh, if there's anything you want me to talk about. My goal is to talk about art forms or public figures or events that reflect wider dynamics in society or nature. So um, it could be, uh, I, I'm thinking a lot about sports recently, the rise of individualized sports being a, a sign of a rise in individualism, period. Um, you know, things like that. Things that we can dive into uh, as anthropologists and philosophers. And, uh, yeah. So, please keep me in the backlog of your of your iPod shuffle. And, uh, is, that, is that what... I, don't, I can't believe I just said that. Keep me in the back of your mind if you wanted to... If you're interested in any of these topics and you want to dive deeper uh, as an amateur anthropologist with me. Um, I love conversation. I'm uninterested in formality. I want to get things out just while, while they're in the ether, while we're thinking about it. So I, I don't mind putting out um, some stinkers here and there if we get some conversation going about something interesting. If it, if it resonates with anyone or gives anyone some language that they didn't know they needed, I will be happy. That's all I want. Um, stick with it. It will probably get better, and I will have lots of fun guests on here soon. For now, it's just me, but um, hopefully next time will be less rambly, and it won't just be me talking to myself. But anyway, um, this is maybe where I would take a break if I had ads or anything like that maybe i'll have to come up with a song or something to go here uh, a little little jingle or whatever 
maybe just imagine I'm taking a break or pause it for two minutes and then come back because I'm going to talk about the Super Bowl just to give you a sense of what these episodes might be like. Um, and then, yeah, we'll call it quits after that. Uh, thank you for listening. I really appreciate you. Um, anyway. Oh, also, this is Disco Ball Perceives Itself. I forgot to mention the name at all. Uh, maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. I don't know. Maybe I'll explain that in a second, too, when we come back from the nothing break. Okay, goodbye for a second. Okay, I'm back. Got some water. I feel much better now. Um, a little less frenetic. Um, so, yeah, I, I figure I'll talk really briefly about the name because I totally neglected to mention why it's called this. Um, I really just thought it was catchy. Well, okay, no, there's an idea behind it. I love the idea of viewing human consciousness as a disco ball. Now, this is one of those Jessa Reed ideas I was talking about. I don't know if it came from her, but she ha has put it on a podcast before, and I loved it. Um, the, the idea that each of us represents one little mirror, seeing the world from slightly different angles or perspectives. And so much of human history, or at least modern and Western history, shows a tendency to try and force our worldviews on other people that don't see things the same way. And if they don't succumb to our way of experiencing the world, we decide they're not very bright and are either unworthy of being heard or unworthy of living at all. This feels very extreme to me. Uh, rather than trying to force everyone to see from the same perspective, I feel we should honor our multidimensionality and use all these different perspectives to paint a more holistic picture of who we really are, which is one large, exciting whole reflecting in every direction the world around us, much like a disco ball. You might also think about it as a puzzle. I like this idea, too, that each of us are sort of different pieces of the puzzle, different places in the puzzle, you know, arguing about where we are in uh, wh what we're trying to create. You know, we're the uh, I'm the sky over here and I'm the garden down here. And, uh, and we're all trying to argue with each other about whether we're green or blue, but really we're not looking at the full picture. And when we are able to see that we're creating one large landscape, wouldn't we be happier to know we're all part of something big and beautiful? Anyway, I love that idea too. They, they're going to go hand in hand. I might use these again. Um, like I said, this format of the podcast should be easy enough to use because every topic can be discussed fractally, uh, which means no matter where you start, you can dive deeper or you can move further out of the pattern and pretty much feel or see the same dynamic. So, um, yeah. One of those things we're learning right now, I think, is that there are two sides to everything. And I think our tendency a lot of times is to, you know, try to reject the other perspective. But really, we need to be able to hold both of those perspectives as true in their own ways. We can't be really compassionate to some people and refuse to see the humanity in other people. Even if we're turning around and making change, trying to value more opinions and perspectives, it's not going to be helpful to us to, yeah, we need to find a way to acknowledge, not, not just to be tolerant of each other, but really to acknowledge the paradoxical nature of our reality, that we all hold ideas which 
which oppose each other but that's not bad it's part of the balance of nature <laughs> um it doesn't mean we have to agree all the time but we do have to be able to hold space for both perspectives in my opinion so uh we'll we'll try and honor that as we talk now let's talk about football um like i said i'm just gonna i'm gonna go kind of quick um just to go through some thoughts on the game on some of the ads uh and of course the uniforms as you know i love sports uniforms that's my favorite area of design so yeah I'm, i probably won't be able to resist talking about that a little bit i just want to start with some quick discussion of the narratives in in the game and the state of football in the states i think some of you that i know don't live in the states so i'll quickly explain football as we call it is different than football because we do not primarily use our feet people pick up the ball they throw it to each other and they try to score in an end zone instead of a goal um it's it's actually really complicated i think foot american football it's uh i but i'm always riveted i think because i was in marching band i love to watch a football game um from time to time and yeah it's in the states it's something close to a religion uh among certain groups of men or certain cities i would say uh yeah there's there's a real sense of camaraderie and uh and a collective will and joy that you can feel and I, and i love that i i do love sports even though i acknowledge there are some some uh toxicities in it but yeah lots of people still love to play football but i think in the states it's starting to be seen as unsafe um because of obvious concussion problems and you know you can break any bone i mean it's it's dangerous it really is and there's something to be said for that that that's part of the draw of american football is you're watching people do something nearly impossible and the whole time they're putting their their bodies on the line for um for a city's uh reputation so there's something something about it that's really cool to watch and something about it that's very haunting and uh nerve-wracking so um yeah owner player relations in the american football are a little bit sketchy there's definitely some labor exploitation going on in football most players that are superstars make a lot of money but most players that are not at that superstar level you know might be w as soon as they're out of a job they might be struggling to i don't want to say make ends meet but at least to take care of their bodies the way that they need to or are accustomed to and um that can cause problems down the line uh, as you might expect so yeah um there are some interesting discussions around labor in football right now another thing that's kind of new is there is a massive turn toward gambling uh, in sports in the United States this was illegal in all of the states until very recently but now some online platforms they found some loopholes they determined that gambling uh on on certain parts certain elements of games is actually a skill and not a a game of chance so so that was a massive break for some lawyers and uh and states who wanted to make some money off of the gambling that was going on in sports anyway so yeah gambling 
we're all just guessing, but uh, gambling is that one form of entertainment in society which gives you the chance to make your money back. And the gambling companies know that, and the government knows that too, and that's why you see a lot more gambling advertising in the States these days. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, about the game? Well, first, let's go uniforms. I really liked this uniform matchup. The The Chiefs, beautiful uniforms. That that red and yellow on the white away jerseys is really a good pop of color. And I don't always love Philly's midnight green, but the midnight green versus the, the red and yellow pops on the Chiefs uniform was very aesthetically pleasing to watch for three hours or however long that was. Um, I actually thought this was a super good game. The the football, both of these teams were punching and then punching back. Really fun to watch. I actually had a, a great a great time watching that and I was I was trying to do a little voice recording of my thoughts on all the ads um during the Super Bowl and uh, as I've been listening back to it, I, there are just so many moments where yeah, or I remember screaming at the the TV. But yeah, great game. For those of you that don't watch football much or that tuned into the Super Bowl just to watch the ads, which a lot of people in the States just tune in to watch the ads, um, and I don't blame them because a lot of times they are, if not good, then notable. You kind of want to be able to talk about it on Monday with uh, your classmates or coworkers. So, yeah, people tune in either way, go to Super Bowl parties. It's a, it's a whole thing. But... Yeah, um, the ads this year. Okay, so I was expecting to see. I don't know what I was expecting. The last three years, all of the Super Bowls came in the context of COVID, or at least uh, of a broken nation. <laughs> um, since the Trump presidency, I think people have been a little down on football. The NFL had some moments a couple years ago uh, since Colin Kaepernick took a knee on the field. The NFL has really struggled to reckon with its racist undertones and history and a, a real presence even now of microaggressions and systemic problems uh, in terms of keeping players down and building up this owner class. Um, thankfully, many athletes feel passionate about social issues enough to, um, you know, to take a stand in their profession, which, yeah, again, is playing on the field. So um, you, saw, you saw a lot of social change happen on the fields in the last couple years, as well as a lot of the ads started to reflect a changing country. Uh, I remember a year ago or maybe two years ago, uh, just one that sticks out. There was some Bruce Springsteen ad where he went to the, the middle of America in a Jeep, obviously, to find a middle ground, to find a, a commonality, you know, to what is America, you know? So that ad, I thought, you know, kind of encapsulated this marketing technique that was used for a couple of years of really trying to empathize with people's emotional turmoil. <laughs> and and this year, I don't know what I expected exactly, but 
they went away from that. They, like, yeah, the last couple years, they've been really trying to, to empathize and be on our side through tough times, I guess. But this year, COVID is over. It's it's officially done, I guess. Um, we, we're back to, I mean, the first ad I saw when I turned on the game was uh, a movie trailer for Cocaine Bear, which I don't, okay. And yeah, we got a lot of fun stuff back, like, all the movies, uh, we got Guardians of the Galaxy 3 coming up, Fast and Furious 10, we got Indiana Jones, we have, uh, wh- which, why Indiana Jones, by the way? I can't imagine he's still happy being this uh, character, or maybe he is, I don't know, but there's a new Flash movie, um, I mean, uh, this is kind of what you would expect in terms of movie advertising in the Super Bowl, but uh, yeah, lots of celebrities this year, we got... Uh, a Nick Jonas ad. He's he's brought it. He's bringing a new diabetes technology to America. That's great. Um, I'll say some major themes I picked up on. Uh, the subversion of expectations was kind of a fun one. I there was this Miller's Coors ad that turned out to be a Blue Moon ad. I thought that was at least interesting. Um, had a funny sort of way that it was presented. I was as a designer very surprised that they could use the Miller and Coors logos before saying, this isn't a, a Coors ad, this is a Blue Moon ad, whatever. That one was interesting. Uh, but otherwise, I think we've got a lot of just just plain old American fun back. Yeah, we got electric Jeeps coming. You know, it's not about principles anymore. You know, it's it's about driving around in a topless Jeep. Um it's about convenience. Th- a lot of the ads this year, I feel like uh, Uber One, this don't do your taxes thing, which, by the way, don't do your taxes. Amazing font, you know, obviously trying to get people to, uh, again, a little bit of a subversion of expectations. Don't do your taxes is not what you expect to hear from TurboTax. So they, they want to advertise the convenience to you. Nick Jonas came on to tell you about a new, more convenient diabetes app which I didn't realize diabetics had become a marketing demographic, but I am happy for them. Let me tell you, they they deserve it. I don't know why diabetics have had it so bad for so long, the, the testing technology. This seems much easier, I don't know, um, but good for, good for you guys. Mayonnaise seems to be another convenience uh, product because you can make dinner with it or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, the the American values, fun and convenience, are back. We're back to normal. We're advertising for beer again, and chips, and insurance, and cars, and soft drinks. Yeah. So, I don't know how you all feel about that. I was watching. I, I honestly felt a little disappointed. I didn't necessarily want it to be another, you know, emotionally charged year of commercials i'm just i've noticed we've sort of gone through this death and rebirth process through covid and and i mean literal death processes as thousands hundreds of thousands of people died so we have a new a new reality and there are new (laughs) this sounds crass but new marketing demographics so 
I feel like they've they've started to turn the tide around uh, after three years of death. Are are we being reborn or are we just bored of dying? You know, what what have we lost in the process? Have we gained what what have we gained I guess is the question. What what are we what do we believe and and value now? Is is it any different? Because yeah, again, I I kind of expected to see ads that maybe reflected a new set of American values or something like that. I don't know what I expected, I guess, but it was a little bit uh boring to to see us go back to beer and chip commercials um yeah i don't know i is it just me or are we a little bit disillusioned now to marketing like this i i don't the social messaging seems to be over but all the companies seem really content to stop pandering or empathizing with us uh and, and this was a pretty standard super bowl i thought a lot of clever ads really funny i i don't know I like to watch ads for the creative and and really get a sense of what they want us to buy and spend our time doing and all this but um yeah like I said pretty standard super bowl I thought nothing super remarkable about about the ads this time it was a lot of a lot of the same a lot of the stuff that you would have seen before covid and I really don't know how I feel about that I I don't want to go back to the same place that we were um I I find it hard to imagine repeating some of these patterns that we've tried to shed over the last couple of years. I, I mean, everyone's always going to love Doritos and beer, but what what's next? Uh are are we moving forward or is this more of the same forever? Um I didn't really look into how many people went to the Super Bowl or watched the Super Bowl this year or uh what how people were feeling on twitter about all the ads but um yeah let me know or don't uh what you thought and yeah if you liked the Chevy Netflix collab or the the Jesus ads the Jesus ads too i thought were really nice like i liked the the ads but i found out that they're they're produced by like those hobby lobby christians that uh I don't think embody the same values that they preach, so it kind of makes me feel a little icky about some of the hypocrisy going on. So yeah. Anyway, uh, this is the show. I think I'll be done here. Um, let me know what you think or don't. Um, this is this is more for me than for you. I don't want to say that because it sounds mean, but I I felt like I need to make this. Um, and if you want to listen as much as I need to make this, then this is going to be a great fit. Um, but yeah, I'm going to keep making it. So keep uh, so so hit subscribe or whatever you got to do. Um, yeah, and I'll see you in a week. All right. Cheers. Thank you. Love you guys. Go uh, perceive yourself. I'm not going to say that every time. I just don't know how to end these things. Okay, bye.